Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for, but we're giving it anyway. That's right, that's right. Now, Bolo's a performer. Hey! <laughs> and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you a professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. UK. All right, are you ready? I'm more than ready. Great. Well, welcome back, everyone, um, to Drag Race UK review. A little reminder: um, I'm a performer. Dr. Tom here is a psychiatrist, giving our viewpoint on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Um, this episode is going to be actually just covering the entrances um, to the workroom for the queens. The next podcast, which we had split up into two. Um, is going to be looking at the lip sync and also going to be looking at the main stage. The first episode has come out. If you guys mm. haven't checked out our first um, podcast, it was about Meet the Queens and mm. we went through the YouTube where they introduced the Queens were. I'm actually quite proud of our first podcast because a lot of the things that we did say actually came into fruition in this one. Yes. So let's just go for the walk-ins. The first person to walk into RuPaul's UK was Bag of Chips. Bag of Chips. Bag of chips here, queen of the battered sausage, and I love to be covered in daddy's sauce. I thought she was stunning. Obviously, she's a big personality yeah. um, who came across as such in her her opening monologue in the Meet the Queens episode. Yeah, she looked great. Uh, there was a sort of kind of uh, leopard print sequined kind of tuxedo jacket with a skirt affair going on, which I really enjoyed. It was very kind of classic drag, you know, giving us everything we need. Yeah. Animal print sequins, platinum blonde hair, gorgeous mug. One thing that she did do was she she threw out a lot of UK slang. Yeah. Now I'm not from the UK, but I can I can imagine as someone who's from the UK to hear all these colloquialisms and all this slang thrown out there, it gives you a sense of like unity and home. Like I know that I understand that that's mm. actually part of my upbringing, and it brings you closer to the Queen. What did you think about that? Because she said a lot of things like gobs and <laughs> solop and twa. <laughs> well, I'm known on the UK drag scene for being a bit of a gobshite. God, I'm shitting my knickers. Oh, I hope they don't send me minge. Oh, she's a right trollop. As someone not from the UK, yeah. I can, uh, I was a bit like, what the hell is she saying? Oh. But then I, th I would imagine everyone else would be like, oh, yay, that's what I use. That's that's yeah. very British. I'm really happy. I mean, she's bringing that, that British kind of part into the drag. Yes, she's certainly using a lot of British colloquialisms. Mm. I wondered if that was a deliberate choice um, in terms of production in order to set the scene that this is, this is UK drag race. Let's send in somebody first who's using a lot of British colloquialisms and just set the scene for Drag Race UK. Um, I guess just by way of uh, education for you, um, a gobshite is <laughs> a person who is loud, brassy, um, maybe says things that don't make much sense at times, um, but says it anyway. Um, Trollop is um, a lady of dubious virtue, um, a lady who is perhaps liberal with, with body and soul. Mm, no. um, it's, it's a pretty old you know, fairly yeah. chauvinist term, really, for um, for yeah, a uh, a a liberal lady. Well, looking at her direct to camera when mm. she speaks to you, um, 
It just sounded like she had all her sound bites prepared. Correct me if I'm wrong. She came in like she had written down things that she wanted to say mm. and she found the opportunity or a way to say it. Mm. So it, it's amazing that it was it was actually said, but it did sound quite rehearsed it, to me. I would say I felt like it was a combination of she's had these sound bites and she's used them for years because I've heard her use like the daddy source line before. Okay. Um, and I think that's right. You you are already a weird beggar. She's already mm-hmm. a name from in drag the queens UK. of London. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think any good drag queen, you know, like Bianca Del Rio talks about her Rolodex of hate, doesn't she? Mm. You know, you've got certain semi-scripted quips in your head. Yeah. I think she's like that, and I think a lot of it came. I think she had natural warmth and spontaneity. But yeah, that semi-scripted quality, I would say. that right. That's my take on it anyway. Yeah. And mm. also, you know, when she described herself, she talked about all of her different talents, didn't she? She's funny. She's a, f- a singer and she's filthy. And that really came across this episode. Like every opportunity for her to make a rude little gag she took, which I appreciated. I, you know, I love that in a drag queen. Is that British humour? I would say it's certainly humour that's associated with British drag queens. Okay. Um, Certainly not afraid to from you know they're not afraid of a blue joke a blue joke not a blue hydrangea joke no well speaking of blue hydrangea Mm. she was the next to walk in wasn't she my i um, love that segue by the way (laughs) stop it (laughs) interrupting my flow i'm ready to paint the town blue uh, Blue Hydrangea came in. She looked stunning, and she did. She did say she's the queen of Instagram. And then I, I did notice she was actually mm. one of the queens who had a lot of Instagram followers. Yes. She's gorgeous. She already has YouTube channels, like I said in the last po- the last podcast. Mm. I've um, already seen some of her Pikachu <laughs> makeup tutorials. She didn't disappoint. Speaking of Pokemon, just side note, Galarian Panita was oh, revealed today, and I'm very, very excited. It looks like My Little Pony. <laughs> um, anyway, back to back to the, the case in point. This is, prob- this is probably my favorite entrance look. Um, yes. I loved the kind of floral appliques, the blue hydrangea floral appliques on the sort of netting, uh, transparent floor-length dress, and with her swept-back uh, powder blue hair, I thought she looked stunning and conveyed her name and a sense of her aesthetic, didn't she? Well, um, I did have to, um, <laughs> forgive me, I had to put on um, subtitles <laughs> because I couldn't understand the accent, not just of hers, but there's so many other accents going on. And mm. I can imagine I'm not the only one having problems with this. Blue Hydrangea had, um, <laughs> Blue Hydrangea had great makeup. Um, that's all I can say. She... Gave me. She. This is his generation of Rue, mm-hmm. which is which to me means that she was a a young gay boy who watched RuPaul's Drag Race US and was like, oh, I'm gonna give it a go, and is now a mm. drag queen and has taken the art of drag from the definition given to her from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, probably not a queen who's looked deeper into it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. I think we mentioned our Meet the Queens. Uh, review there's it feels like there's almost a 50 50 divide with sort of more old school should we say pre-rue drag race girls yes versus a, a later generation of girls who are post-rue and i think it's going to be a recurring theme all season and i think it's also going to be broadly divided between a kind of like a performance an emphasis on performance sensibility and an emphasis on appearances sensibility. i 100 percent agree mm. with you there and i think they're 
um, blue hydrangea comes from the generation where it's mostly about the look. Yes, quite possibly. Mm. Remains to be seen. I guess she's not had a chance this episode to... Well, not yet, yeah. No. No. Um, I do th- it's interesting what you said about her accent. I don't think she's got a particularly strong Northern Irish accent. Um, no, she's fairly mild, I think. I think. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, well, obviously... We're well, me and everyone else outside <laughs> of the UK are screwed up. <laughs> well, they, they pointed it out, didn't they? Because they made reference to Nadine Coyle, another member of Girls Aloud, uh, who's, <laughs> who's from, I believe, from Derry. Um, and, yeah, her and Bago were doing impressions of Nadine, weren't they? It's a varying degrees of success. But I, I've seen Girls Loud live and, and heard Nadine's amazing accent firsthand. Um, very, very see her now. I'm going to get into trouble if I keep trying to do the Northern Irish accents. Now. <laughs> now. Now. See her now. Um, and, th- yeah, they're clearly laying. Well, I think she's bringing the Ir- Irishness herself, but also producers laying on thick. Because I don't know if you noticed, she had a little Irish flute theme when she came in. Everybody else got like a little synth pop stomp, but she got like a little twiddly d Irish flute theme when she came in. So I think it's going to be, they, they're going to lay it on thick. Like she's um, the best of Belfast. All right, all right. And next up we have Davina De Campo. Davina De Campo. It's DDC on the BBC. I hope we get that season one filter. <laughs> Davina De Campo. Davina De Campo. Tell me your thoughts on what you saw. What I saw, um, like she looked lovely. It wasn't like an exciting workroom entrance, mm-hmm. but she certainly looked lovely. You know, uh, polished, uh, consummate drag professional, great hair, great mug. She sort of had a kind of um, like a wrap coat that had kind of like a mullety aspect to it. And she opened it to reveal a sort of bodysuit, didn't she? Like a corset. She's a she's a girl that's like I said before. She's a wear production and a wear branding. She had um a necklace with a DDC oh, yeah, on it, yeah. which was very reminiscent, of course, if you know, of the BBC. Yes. So she was trying to make something out of that. Yeah. She said something that was really, really interesting that I really do like. She explained drag in terms of old school and new school. Yeah. And old school, she said, is what you did. And new school is how you look. Mm-hmm. And that's a common theme that we're going to keep coming into is, so. as drag queens who look at drag as a form of expression and personality and performance. And other drag queens who look at drag as how you look. And Instagram plays a heavy part in their face yeah. tune as well. I think, I mean, as I mentioned, I've seen Davina DeCampo live before. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned our last podcast, and she feels free to mention this time as well, her extensive TV CV. Oh, gosh, um, They were so mean to her in editing. They were, <laughs> they were, they were gil- giving her the Willem treatment, weren't they? Yes. Into, like, she's name-dropping. She's talking about having been on CSI yeah. as a dead hooker 20 times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they fast-forwarded her and everything. <laughs> I was really intrigued by the last thing she said about... Um, I, I, I think it sort of came midway through the sentence. So, and I used to introduce the Simpsons. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> I was like, please tell me more, Davina. <laughs> She's obviously a girl that's been there, done there, and mm-hmm. then done that again. Yes. Um, and she let us know that. She yeah. walks in with a confidence. Definitely. Um, the girls know her. She clearly knew Bagger, didn't she? Yeah. They, they embraced. And she was like, I sing, I sew, I have a four and a half octave range mm-hmm. while doing the split. <laughs> I sing in five <laughs> languages. So there, bitch. I dance, I act, I tell jokes very badly, I can sew, I style wigs, and I can sing in five languages in four and a half octaves while doing the splits. So there, bitch. 
So she's um, she's not afraid to let you know that she is a seasoned queen. Definitely. Yeah. And it, you know, you know, the uh, as you pointed out, the the DDC necklace. She's wearing her existing links to the BBC on her sleeve, isn't she? Because she competed on. Well, she had had an episode on The Voice, and she's been a judge on All Together Now, season one and season and two. And two, you should like to point out. Thanks for yeah. watching, dude. Um, and they're both BBC shows. So I wonder if that tech necklace could be a little intimidation tactic. Yeah, it, well, it could be. She but letting you know. She, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Anyway, no, that's what I think she's a, a great seasoned queen. Yeah. I think she's got something to prove. She's an intriguing character, I think. It'd be really interesting to see how she develops over the season. Yep. In terms of we know she's bringing all this experience. She's happy to let people know about it. But she does have, like, a likable confidence. You know, yes. she's not arrogant. No. So I'm just really intrigued to see whether that cracks. So far. And the mask slips. So far, in regarding to all the queens, mm. she has the best direct-to-camera. She does. She's the best director camera She's for gonna me. She's going to be the Katia of this season. Yeah, like um, yeah, it's just something that I just, I just mm. her director cameras DTCs for those in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> her DTCs are really, really authentic. They're really, really natural. They're really, mm. really good. Yeah, I really do. I really do love them. Let's move on. Next up, we have Crystal. Maybe she's born with it. I'm Crystal. Next up, we have Crystal coming in. And I'll tell you one thing I love about Crystal. Mm. That I didn't really like how she portrayed herself on the Meet the Queens YouTube clip, but yeah. she, I love her walk-in entrance. <laughs> I thought that was quite hilarious. Yeah. She's representing East London, um, the gender fuck alternative style. Yeah. She's... I don't know. I don't know how to explain what she's wearing because I'm not a fashion kind of person. But it's like a huge tit. <laughs> That's how she's described it. A uni like a tit. Um, Looking at it, it like it was actually the 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 foundation of it was actually quite a basic white leotard. Mm. But she had this elaborate. It looked like a really long piece of sort of rainbow plastic like a ribbony piece of plastic that had been wrapped around her body several times in elaborate fashion sort of knotted to create what was it was an interesting silhouette i would say Mm. um and yeah i think she's kind of like trying to wear her avant-garde fashion credentials on her sleeve isn't she i thought she was quite cute as a boy did you yeah Mm, that's interesting um she was certainly one of the more sort of like um, in inverted commas, conventionally masculine looking out of drag and she had her chest hair and stuff. And What chest? <laughs> I know, it was like a little V of chest hair, wasn't it? Sorry, so mm. she's like, you know, genderfuck, you know, I got my <laughs> chest hair. Like, what what chest hair? Yeah. I didn't see any chest hair. Like, it was like, there's a little tuff of chest it was on her. Tough, and she's it? like, oh yeah, you know, I'm so like, yeah, like, I'm I'm representing the, the fuck you gender alternative fuck you. Like, all that <laughs> crap. And she's got this tiny, I felt like she found a ball of hair <laughs> or she <laughs> shaved the guy's pubes or chest <laughs> hair and just glued it onto her chest. I think she found a merkin somewhere and just like what? it between her packs. Like, come on, come on. Like, I don't, <laughs> there was no chest. There was no hair there. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just something that she herself is is making a point of drawing attention. And the other queens do as well. Um, I think Scaredy Cat said something about her being hairy. And she puts me in mind of milk in a lot of different ways. 
in that she's giving this this gender gender fuck um somewhat avant-garde view on drag um bringing extra skills don't know if she can ice skate but she says you know she could certainly angle grind and sky dance um and yeah we'll see we'll see how how she gets on in the competition. The next queen to stroll into the workroom was something Something wrong. Oh, did somebody order delivery? Because I'm about to take away the crown. My name's Something Wong. Now you all know that I love Something Wong. Um, she one thing that she needs to stop doing, and this is my opinion, she needs to stop telling us a story about reclamation. You need to stop apologizing and stop coming up with a reclamation of that story. Your name is Something Wong. Good. Make it something white. <laughs> Period. <laughs> maybe, Period. Maybe her evolved form is something white. Mm. Um, the uh, you're right. Obviously, we don't want to hear the story time and time again. But I I don't think it's her bogging on about it i think it's because the first episode of of drag race is always exposition heavy um and so she's just explaining her name for people who didn't see the the meet the queens i think yeah uh, it's gr- still a great story isn't it not that we're going to repeat it here um Paolo is forbidding it <laughs> um what do you think of her look her look is very much um like my mom and my auntie's going to church on Sunday. A, a smart queen will also come in a look that um, they can do stuff in because I think we obviously it wasn't the case on this occasion, but mm. the first episode in the past has called for queens to jump on trampolines, get blasted by fans, get dunked underwater, that sort of thing. Um, Expose the elements. Absolutely, usually, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't the case on this occasion, but a smart queen will be prepared for that. Um, it was a bit of a cobbled together outfit. It wasn't my favourite of all the queens who walked in, much as I love something Wong. More importantly, though, I think something is clearly she brings fun, she brings energy. You're a big fan of puns, and I know you are. And she did have a pun on her entrance, but I can't well, remember what it was now. I, I remember the pun entrance. The pun yeah. entrance was, um, does someone order a delivery? Because <laughs> I'm here to take away the crown. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. I want her to say, I, I want her entrance quote to be, I just came here to Kung Pao, the Kumba Chicken. <laughs> I remember... That, yes. that was that was your that was your hope and your dream. I want yes. I um, want her to have like some clever kind of pun. I'm a big fan of the word compa chicken. Compa chicken. I just came to Kung Pao the compa chicken. Um, perhaps we could send her an email. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Can, can you please redo your first episode? Yeah. Please yeah, yeah. BBC know that. Um, she did also say that she makes a lot of her things on a budget, which is we all love a crafty queen. Um, I think we'll get onto it soon, but we see some of that this episode. Um, you know, could she be the kind of queen who ends up having to whip things up at the last minute with the fabric wall, or has she brought a range of her own outfits? Yeah. She could be the kind of queen who can uh whip up something fabulous with a hot glue gun and a dream. Let's move on. The next queen that we do have coming up is Cheryl Hole. Hold on to your knickers, girls, because the Queen of Essex has arrived. I'm Cheryl Hole. So, Cheryl Hole. 
Well, ch- is it Cheryl or Cheryl? I've got a tendency to pronounce it Cheryl. I know that... Is, um, it, a, is it a UK thing? Because when no, I see it, CH, it, I think... Sh- it's a me being silly thing. More than I mean, it could be pronounced Cheryl or Cheryl. Yeah. What, what um, did they say on the episode? Was it Cheryl or Cheryl? I didn't say Cheryl, but I'm okay. going to keep saying Cheryl. What are your thoughts on Cheryl Cole? Um, uh, quite a few queens from the outset knew of her. And uh, they yes. said things about her wanting to be on this since since it was a rumor, and that she was a dancer. She dances now. Somebody else in this room is a dancer. I'm a great dancer. It's not me. Bloody hell! I'm <laughs> not gonna. I'm not gonna hide it. <laughs> um, but what I do want to say is, um, there's something about Cheryl Hole that is just so. She just seems too production aware. Mm-hmm. She seems to know that. Everything can be a T-shirt after this, and I almost got she's trying to be Alyssa Edward vibes, I mean, I but think she's she looks... really coming off as Laganja <laughs> in the sense that she's <laughs> trying to be something she's not. And I don't know if that's gonna come up, but I just feel like she's um quite f- quite forced. Um, that's just me. What I, I see where think? you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I think she's she's very self-aware. She knows she's on a reality show and she's trying to give sound bites. Um, let's hope that doesn't like mask her personality in an unlikable way. Um, just given that you mentioned Alyssa, I think there's something about her bone structure and her makeup. She looks like Alyssa to me. I keep on seeing Alyssa. She's very production aware. She's very forced. Mm. Even with the tongue pop after every single thing she does. Did she tongue pop? She, she tongue pop twice oh, in I her segment. She tongue pop twice. She I've got the total package, and I've got the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And turning the party girl. Just too... She's too overly produced. Mm. You're not sold on her, are you? I can I'm just, not, I can just no, tell no. by the way you're talking about her that you've not warmed to her. Um, and, you know, it may remain to be seen whether you do warm to her. Perhaps she needs a moment. Um, maybe she's a reality moment because that's what Laganja needed. I mean, the, the queens who it's come across much. who come across that way tend to get that critique on the runway, especially from Michelle. Michelle's a big one on kind of like, can we please see your true personality and can you please not hide behind the character? So it'll it'll come out in the wash. But you know, that's possibly just a bit of an elaborate defense mechanism for her. Meh. Um, this is also the second mention of Nadine Coyle because they asked her which members of the girls' loud she'd met and she hasn't n- met Nadine, uh, but not Cheryl. She's not met her heroine. But didn't you say she's a uh, judge in one episode? Well, so yeah, she got the uh, chance. Well, apparently, rumor is, um, you heard it here first. Rumor has it. Um, yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl Cole is going to be a judge for Rupert Drag Race UK. Um, what did you think of her outfit? I'm... Yeah, I to be honest, I think a lot of the girls' outfits are okay. It's only when I when I have an opinion about something that looks bad that you'll hear me say it. Mm. But I'm the last person to ask about fashion. I thought it was a dancing outfit because it had all that fringe, so I think it'd look good in movement. However, when she was walking, it kind of swallowed up her figure um, because it was just a big mass of black. It was a, yeah. the sort of fringe bodysuit. Gorgeous girl though. Loved the high pony. Um, beautiful mug. Yeah, I mean, all I've got written down is trying too hard. Maybe it'll change. Mm. Cheryl, yeah. 
Cheryl, just relax into it, yeah. love. And hey, you'll be babe, fine. just chill out. Just yeah, yeah. Ch- we just know you're listening. Out, we know you're listening, and we know that none of this yeah. has been <laughs> filmed already. <laughs> so just, you know, we know it's a week by week thing. Yeah. We know you're listening. So just next relax, week, darling. please apply this. All right, let's move on. The next one is Gothy Kindle. Oh my god. So this is what it looks like. I'm Gothy Kendall. Gothy Kendall. Gothy Kendall. Now, I think I'd like to let our viewers know that the way we sound tested before, <laughs> before doing this today was okay. I think we should do it in unison. Is, do it. So, this is how we sound test for the podcast. I'm like, okay, ready, go. I'm going to do this. <clears throat> gothy Kendall, Gothy Kendall, Gothy Kendall. Okay, now you go. Ready, go. Gothy candle, right. gothy candle, gothy candle, gothy, gothy candle. Much and much, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna change the volumes. <laughs> gothy candle. So this, we, our new sound testers there. Now it's because gothy candle has got that whole gothy candle, gothy candle, and the director cameras, and I, I just think one didn't she? And we yeah. really latched no, onto she it. said it while it was, it was played twice. <laughs> anyway, gothy candle comes in with this purple tracksuit. And all I gotta say is, and the first thing I thought of when Gothy Kendall comes into the workroom is, <laughs> category is just awkward in the body. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. You're just awkward in the body. She is awkward in the body. Bless her. Um, <laughs> I think she's so awkward. Starting at this point, and as the episode went on, we just wanted to give her a big hug, didn't we? It was very reminiscent of like James Mansfield when mm. James Mansfield come walked in. Was it season nine? And she was nine. And she's she just uh, like, Mansfield, Ooh, yeah. huh. like she's. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, babe? She's very awkward. It was very, very much the same for Gothy. Mm. Um, she's. She's young and underconfident, isn't she? And I think from the the moment she walked in, she she gave that sense of of being out of her depth. Um, and she, yeah, she just she just comes across as this tiny, fragile little little thing that we just wanted to give a big hug to and and tell her kind of like you're you're okay, you're, love. You're yeah. okay. You're gonna do all right. Yeah, babe. See, so you yeah. lost. <laughs> oh. Um, in terms of her workroom look, um, I don't know if anybody else got this, but I got Gary Newman vibes from her with the kind of like jet black hair and the jumpsuit. She was like a femme Gary Newman and all the eyeliner. She made a, a comment about, um, it, again, it was kind of an old school versus new school thing, wasn't it? And um, she said something to the effect of that she'd rather be interesting to look at than to be a sort of bitchy old drag queen with a hard front wig and a feather boa. I think she said being mean for the sake of it. I wonder if that hinted at her early experiences on the gay scene, whether she's somebody who, you know, as as I think a lot of people have experienced actually, have come into the gay scene expecting acceptance, finding a tribe, finding a family, and have instead found that it can be quite a difficult scene to adapt to. It's cliquey, it's judgmental, it's um, appearance-based, and perhaps she came up against a few bitchy queens in her early days i don't know i I mean she puts down old school queens when she says that she's not an old school queen in the pub and the old battle axes and pubs you know wearing a feather boa and who are just mean she does already make reference to the drag queens who 
her do performances in the pubs or in in, in the club she's already s- differentiating herself from that she's saying that her drag is strong and intimidating so she's I don't know who like is she putting herself up against that kind of drag art saying I, I that she's kind of not only differentiating herself but being somewhat derogatory about yeah. the kind of sense of old school drag really um which would you know isn't the most endearing thing to say but uh, she 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 talks about her her look being strong and intimidating and then she's describing other people as being somewhat intimidating in their manner rather than their look. Um, I I think, you know what you're saying about the look being so important to her, I think people come into drag through different avenues. And she said that she'd been a fashion student, didn't she? And that she'd done her dissertation and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that has led her into drag. She's an aesthetic person. She's a person who's interested in fashion. So her, her love for that has manifested in drag as creating a beautiful creature that's uh, gorgeous to look at. But she hasn't really paid attention to either. You know, for example, compared to, we mentioned before, Vinegar Stroke, she was a student at Lipper. She's a performer. So that's what guided her into drag. And so she happens to be okay. a, a singer, an actress, a performer who throws on a dress and a pair of high heels. Well, let's talk about Vinegar, because Vinegar was the next person to stroll was she? In. She was. Another gorgeous segue. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop <laughs> I didn't become just a little bit of a slag. I became a total slag. <laughs> I'm Vinegar Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> so Vinegar was a next. And one thing that I have to say is that Vinegar has already a signature walk. Mm. Now Vinegar's got a walk. And um, I was trying to show Dr. Tom here the walk. <laughs> I was because, entertained. Yeah, I was I, I was just like, throwing money at I, it. I, I, I told him, look, there's a certain way she walks. She's... She walks with head, like forehead <laughs> first. <laughs> it's like she's on a mission. Like, like a hammerhead like, shark. Yeah, like Vinegar <laughs> Strokes is on a mission. She's like, she walks mm. with a purpose and her hands are flowing next to her yeah. or it's on the hip. But she does walk head first. Walks in the room head first, head first. is what she's doing. She's, you have to watch it. You have to watch like, it. Yeah. But she does have a signature walk already. It's a walk that she keeps with her. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see what she does next week if she does make it through but she's already um so left no her mark at this point. she's already marked she she left a mark already with that walk what else can mm. i say she said that she's a drag uh, a director who's drag an actor who drags and a drag queen who acts that's what i got she um what was that? You showed me a clip later of what mm. she said i love her from a, from a youtube clip that's quite famous <laughs> i did become a little bit of a slag <laughs> i became a total slag <laughs> a- any 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 <laughs> any uk listeners i'm sure will find your um your, your description of that adorable because it comes from cat slater who's quite a prominent character on an iconic um or very famous uh uk soap opera called eastenders um which is um set in the east end of london which is where vinegar comes from and EastEnders is known for its kind of earthy, gritty storylines and characters. Um, now, the quote she came in with was, I didn't become a little bit of a slag. I became a total slag. 
Um, so that was, yeah, Kat Slater, who's a popular EastEnders character. And that was, um, I can't remember the exact scene that was in, but it's certainly the seven second clip is on YouTube for anybody who wants to see it. Um, and it's a great quote to use, I think. Um, I think she did a well a well job of <laughs> pulling it off. She is a LIPA graduate, so we're mm. two scouts. If if everyone didn't know there, myself and Dr. Thomas Gauss, so we are going to have any bias towards anyone who's from Liverpool Vaguely or who anyway. any connection with mm. Liverpool. We've got the, we've got that there. What do you think of her look? I've been asking you this. I don't know about her look. Yeah. Eh, I, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was it was again classic drag. Another one in leopard print, head to toe, sort of femme trouser suit. Again, a, quite a skill for um, a drag queen to pull off feminine trousers. Um, I thought she looked gorgeous. The other queens criticised her wig, didn't they? But I don't know. I thought well, she you said the other queens. The other queens was just um, Davina the Camper. But then Davina the Camper will have a more analytical eye when it comes to the wigs because mm. she makes wigs or she styles wigs. Does she? Yep. Is that a thing she does? Yep. Also, I wonder if Davina and Vinegar could butt heads a little bit because they kind of occupy similar realms in a way in that the, of all the girls who've come in, they're probably the most nationally prominent in that Vinegar's had her role in um, Everybody Loves Jamie, Davina's been on TV, they sing, they perform, they're a bit old school. Could they be rivals? If it was me, I will only be a rival with another performer who is in my specialty when it comes to something that puts us into competition so very much like Courtney Act and Adore Delano mm. they never really had a competition up until <laughs> up until the point where they did the rusical mm-hmm. and they were directly put up against one another for me I just feel like I feel confident enough that I've got a leg up on every other queen besides one mm-hmm Okay, uh, that's how confident I would feel. I feel like, okay, everyone else, I got you all in the bag. No one can touch me except you, but I don't really need to go up against you until the time calls for it. But when it does, I'm coming for you. Done. That's I'm taking it. you down. Yeah, I'm taking you right down. Down to China. That's, that's how I feel. Mm. Right. Next to come in was a Scaredy Cat. <laughs> I'm Scaredy Cat. Scaredy Cat, you know, the new the new queen that's not gay, um, she's bi and uh, she's never performed before. She's got a quite unique makeup set. It's very reminiscent of a Trixie Mattel style and that it's I'm harsh. Sure I agree with that really in a lot of yeah. ways because um, I got more kind of like almost crystal skull vibes off her, just minus the crystals. Um, Scaredy Cat. Scaredy cat. The look is very distinctive. Like top to toe, she gives me kind of like a uh, uh, Japanese lolly kind of anime inspired, but with a little bit of kind of Marie Antoinette, but also a bit 60s because she's kind of in a shift dress and had a beehive. The makeup, though, I'm not a makeup artist. It's not really my place to judge. I just wasn't a f- massive fan of what I saw. The nose contour was so hard. I found it really, really distracting. And the cheek contour, 
I think she's got tiny, delicate little features, and she had these huge, triangular, not very well-blended stripes coming into her face. And she's got such a small face in the first place that it just kind of, like, ate into her features. I would say, in contrast to Trixie Mattel, who's beautifully blended, doesn't do huge stripes of black all over her face... Um, I found her makeup style really distracting and I wasn't a fan. I'll tell you what I found distracting was her letting us know again mm. that she's only done drag for 11 months. Mm -hmm. She's never performed before. Yes. Which was met with disbelief from... She was having a little chat with Vinegar later on, wasn't she? And Vinegar was aghast. I mean, she was she was kind of like pleasantly kind of... I just f I just feel like it cheapens drag. I feel mm. like it cheapens the art of drag. If you're a 19 year old, I don't want to say child because 19 year old Youngster. teenager, young, young, if you're person. a 19 young young person who's just done drag, I feel on the worm and made it into the biggest platform of drag. And uh, do you even know what drag is? I think I think the fact that she's not been to drag performances is kind of she's not been to a drag performance. Never mind, she's not performed. She's not been to drag performances. No, she doesn't. She doesn't even and she doesn't even engage in the drag arts. She's just a person yeah. who's done the makeup and put the put the, put an Instagram on. It's kind of galling. And if I was one of the other queens in that situation, I think I'd I'd feel justifiably aggrieved. I mean, there was an episode where Chad Michaels was educating one of the queens and uh, all the jiggly. Yeah. Telling the jiggly about, Singapore. about, about, um, what was Stonewall. it? Um, Stonewall. No one, no one died, died at Stonewall. Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> and it, then there's someone here who just goes, I've never been to a drag performance. I don't really know the drag scene. Um, but here I am on RuPaul's Drag Race and I don't know what the producers and I don't know what RuPaul is trying to prove by bringing someone like this in because it's almost a spit in the face of drag. I mean, I guess it's youth appeal, really. And if if Drag Race promotes drag as a, as a high... angry. You are, I know. <laughs> the temperature's rising. Go on, keep um, what are you saying? I think if drag is promoted as something accessible and inclusive and participatory um, and kind of anyone can do it sort of thing, then it promotes the phenomenon of drag race, you know, People will come to things like DragCon and and those sorts of things, and it promotes the brand and the ever-expanding empire, really. Exactly. It, it's almost the comparison between drag as the pop culture mm -hmm. and drag as the actual culture yeah. of what it is. Yeah. I mean, there could be a beautiful plot line here whereby um, Scaredy Cat is inspired to become a more fully rounded uh, performer and drag queen because... I think we we'll get onto it a bit later in the episode, but she she does have some sparks of personality and perhaps originality that could really be channeled into becoming a great drag queen. It's just she doesn't feel like she's there yet, you know. Um, also, they do make a further point about they're clearly making a feature of the fact that she's bisexual, which is interesting. In some ways, I think it you know it's kind of irrelevant and does it need to be spoken about? But in other ways, they're certainly Maybe they're just highlighting the diversity of people who, who can get into drag. Yeah. I think, who which season was it when uh, Michelle had to ask a queen directly, kind of like, 
everybody else on this stage, I feel like drag is their life. I'm not convinced it is for you. I feel like it might have been Shangela on season three, but you know we saw how that panned out. She's a superstar. Oh no, Sh- yeah, it was Shangela, and Shangela yeah. gave the answer. She gave it. She, mm-hmm. she she sold her case. You asked that to Scary Care, and if she says anything like she did on Meet the Queen, she's like, "I just want to be in front of millions of people, and I mm. just like the show, so I want to be on it." Like she can just fuck right off. Oh my goodness, <laughs> family show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she can. I'm serious. It's I not. Mean, it's not a. It's you, not a joke. You could invite comparison to season. I'm two. not joking, bitch. <laughs> I'm not joking, bitch. <laughs> you could invite comparison to season two, Shangela, who'd only been doing drag for a few months, but I believe she had performed a few times. No, she no. Been, she she'd already performed. She's done comedy. She's done. Yeah. She's been on a stage. Skitty Cat's never been on a stage before. Skitty Cat's never hosted before. Skitty Cat's nev- never even been to the drag scene. She's kind of a bedroom drag queen. She's a big she? yeah. She's a bitch. She's an Insta drag queen where she puts on makeup and then makes an Instagram page, and that's her. That's 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 where her drag is. Okay, drag. Let's talk about drag. Okay, because RuPaul says that you're all born naked and the rest is drag. Mm-hmm. So by that definition, or by RuPaul's definition of drag, I guess some of the queens are performing quote drag unquote. But I. I also feel it's important to understand the origins of drag, its mm-hmm. history, the struggle, as well as the glamour of it. What do you reckon? Absolutely. I think um, we all enjoy the queens who could bring a sense of history um, in, into their drag. I guess, are, are we making the distinction here between some of the younger queens who perhaps don't have that sense of history and have gone into drag since mm. uh, the, you know, the the beginning of the show specifically scary cat specifically scary cat and also never been to a drag show but yes, she's a drag queen you know, and um maybe a bit of gothy kindle hmm. i guess like gothy is clearly on the scene isn't she 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 is a drag queen who dj's she's at least part of the scene yeah, um, i guess we don't we don't get a chance this episode to see what sense of history that she has um I guess Drag Race, um, another thing about it is sort of inclusivity, isn't it? Well, yes, because going back to RuPaul's You're All Born Naked and the rest of the drag, mm. I mean, Ru may say that, but she doesn't always demonstrate that in her actions, in the sense that Drag Race actually portrays a narrow spectrum of drag. I'm... Uh, she doesn't lead in trans women. She doesn't lead in drag kings. She doesn't lead in bio queens. Whereas other drag shows like Dragula yes, have led in all big, sort of performers. Big um, fans of Dragula here. I just reckon that Rue can demonstrate her inclusiveness better. Um, having said that, I think Rue has also done more for the acceptance of LGBT in the community. Fully, fully agree. I guess we do have to kind of like put in a little bit of a disclaimer there in the sense that we do, we're fully aware of the fact that Rue has done more than 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 most if if not many um to to bring queer performers into the public consciousness mm. but yeah i agree what she presents is quite a a narrow definition of drag i mean we have seen trans women on drag race um but they've always been treated as a bit of a novelty i think um which is obviously yeah. um incorrect given that uh, trans women are or should be well represented in in any in any drag show. It's not just about cisgender yes. men. Um, you know, I guess if we think about the, it, it's only it was only All Stars four to to my recollection that we had 
a trans woman going into the show as an out trans woman who was also permitted to express her true gender in the workroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could argue that that was the case for Peppermint, but she kind of like had a coming out moment halfway through the series, didn't she? Which I think really illustrated that that was supposed to be her narrative. She came in not out. Obviously, we know that she was out among her her community and with her, her close people back home. But this is for Gina, uh, Gina, <laughs> Gina Gun, Gia Gun, um, and um, yeah, I just, I just think that illustrates that Drag Race perhaps has a little way to go, and I think also Gia's inclusion and prominence on All Stars Four was a bit of a reaction to some comments that Rue made in the public domain, weren't mm. they? Where she expressed um, that she wouldn't be happy with out trans women participating in drag race saying that it was i think she used some sort of phrase that it was akin to using performance enhancing drugs in the olympics which just begs all kinds of questions and i think she regretted the comments and it was a bit weird and insensitive and yeah it brings up all kinds of questions yeah. about all the queens who have body modifications anyway like tracy the turk detox it just didn't make sense i just think that she needs to walk the walk if she's talking the talk i agree if she's putting it out there saying everyone does drag everyone can do drag mm. you're doing drag right now you know she was she's yeah. always going around saying that and yeah. yet she won't allow all sorts of um representation i agree i agree and again to draw the comparison to to dragula the new season has a fabulous drag king called Landon Sider, who we're big fans of. Who I'm gunning for the win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we saw Hollow Eve, who... She's amazing. She's amazing. Well, Eloquent, sorry, articulate, I, passionate. I use, I use the wrong pronoun there. She, uh, they identify as gender non-binary and prefer neutral pronouns, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my mistake using the feminine pronoun there. But um, Hollow Eve, yeah, she was... Am- <laughs> I don't, I'm doing it again. I'm so sorry. They are amazing, outspoken, <laughs> um, politically aware and fabulous. And we'd love to see more queens like that inc- included in Drag Race, wouldn't we? Yeah, more of performers of, of, of that nature. Great. Cool. That's good. Mm. Thanks. Next up, we have the Vivian. The, vi- the Vivian. Don't get too comfy, girls. This isn't going to take two minutes. <laughs> My name is the Vivian, and I'm from a gorgeous little fishing village called Liverpool. The Vivian. The, vi- the Vivian. In. And all I can say, she walks in confident, polished as hell, makeup yep. done. I love what she's wearing. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's like a sort of gold lame. Um, High collared pantsuit. She looks gorgeous. I just think that she wears it well. She wears it. She wears it. She wears it She wears it the hell out. She's amazing. Mug beat, hair laid, confidence, poise. And there is no there is a no bias because she's our scout sister. Uh absolutely none whatsoever. How no. Um how dare you insinuate yeah. that I would like to say. That's all I can say. I didn't have any notes, but um I didn't have many notes, she but all I can say that she was amazing. She, she walked in with the confidence of mm. everyone. She knew a few of the girls, she clearly knew Bagger. She sort of ran over to her. So they clearly knew her. <laughs> okay. She is the Vivian. She also um, makes reference to being the Drag Race UK ambassador. Yes. 
Um, there's a gorgeous picture of her on stage being crowned by Rue. Um, and obviously, as we've made reference to in our Meet the Queens video, I've, I've seen the Vivian out and about in Liverpool performing in Superstar Boudoir. She's confident, she's charismatic, and she does not disappoint in this setting. Agreed, yeah. And that was the Vivian. Actually, that was all of the queens. Mm -hmm. All their entrance looks. Yes. So, like I said before, this episode was looking at the workroom entrances because mm -hmm. there was so much to look at. We had to break it up. Absolutely. Jam-packed episode. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, the next um, podcast is going to be looking at... The main stage looks, the maxi challenge, if you will, and the lip sync for your life, where Paolo has plenty to say for himself. <laughs> I finally get something to say. That's <laughs> why I'm just dominating the whole damn podcast. Oh. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for joining us on Spilling the GNT, and make sure to follow, um, subscribe if you can, and just tell your friends about it if you like it. Great. Hopefully, yes. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see you at the next podcast. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Lots, lots of love, guys. See you soon. See ya. <laughs>